Hi, and welcome back to the Disney Plus Princess Podcast. I'm Meredith, and I'm here to guide you through every animated feature-length film on Disney streaming service, Disney Plus. In this episode, we'll be discussing Disney's third feature-length film, Fantasia. Fantasia was released in late 1940, three years following the world premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and about eight months after the release of Pinocchio. For more on that, listen to our first two episodes. So, what was happening in 1940? Well, the year before, the world dove headfirst into the Second World War. Unfortunately, this meant that Disney wasn't able to expand distribution to Europe for Pinocchio, Fantasia, and many of the following films. We talked last week in Episode 2 about the first half of 1940, so let's backtrack and discuss the latter half of the year. FDR was elected for an unprecedented third term as President of the United States. More cartoon characters such as Bugs Bunny, Captain America, and Woody Woodpecker debuted for the first time. And most importantly, Walter Knott constructed a ghost town replica, which evolved into Knott's Berry Farm. For those who don't know, Knott's Berry Farm is another amusement park slightly northwest of Disneyland. So, what was going on with Walt and Walt Disney Animation? Last week, we went pretty in-depth about what the effects of Pinocchio were, but the history of this film is pretty significant. There was technically the first flop for Disney. The war didn't allow foreign distribution, so it took several re-releases for the film to recoup the costs. But to this day, the film is still considered to be one of the greatest successes of Walt Disney Animation. But for me, I find the origins of this film to be the most interesting part of it all. The film came to be when The Sorcerer's Apprentice neared completion. The film was originally made to resemble a silly symphony, which was a short animation sequence to accompany music. Sorcerer's Apprentice was the most elaborate and longest of these yet. So elaborate, in fact, that the production costs were significantly higher than a silly symphony would ever earn. So, the solution? Disney decided to combine Sorcerer's Apprentice with other segments to create a feature-length film, all set to classical music compositions. The soundtrack was recorded using multiple audio channels and was reproduced with a new sound system called Fantasound, making Fantasia the first commercial film shown in stereo sound. Fantasia is also the 23rd highest grossing film of all time in the U.S. when adjusted for inflation. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Fantasia's story direction was by Joe Grant and Dick Herner, and production supervision was by Ben Sharpstein. The music was conducted by Leopold Stokowski and performed by the Philadelphia Orchestra. Deems Taylor, a music critic and composer, was the film's master of ceremonies and provided an introduction to each segment. The film was a mix of live segment pieces, typically in between each segment, and eight animated pieces. I really enjoyed each introduction by Taylor. Not only was his voice soothing, the content of his introductions was very well worded. The film begins with the orchestra setting up for the show, followed by the first introduction by Taylor. First of all, I want to clarify that in no way, shape, or form am I qualified to critique or discuss the classical music in these animations. Actually, now that I think about it, am I qualified to talk about any of this at all? Well, you're listening, so I guess you want to hear what I have to say, right? 
So let's get started. The first segment is Toccate and Fugue in D minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. In this segment, live footage of the orchestra is lit blue and gold to show exaggerated shadows in the background, with animated patterns, lines, shapes, and clouds appearing around them to reflect and react to the music sound and rhythm. I thought this was such a cool piece of art, and this is what I imagine music and sound waves to look like when I close my eyes. The second segment is the Nutcracker Suite by Peter Illich Tchaikovsky. Contrary to the typical idea of the Nutcracker with ballet dancers, sugar plum fairies, and sword fighting mice, the animation depicts scenes changing from season to season. Fairies, fish, flowers, mushrooms, and leaves dance, fly, and move throughout the seasons. The mushrooms are adorable, and the fishtails reminded me of Cleo's from Pinocchio's. They were sheer and floaty. The third segment is the most famous of all, and the one that sparked the whole creation of Fantasia, The Sorcerer's Apprentice by Paul Dukas. This is based on a 1797 poem by Goethe. Mickey Mouse is, as the name implies, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and is dissatisfied with the kind of work his boss is asking him to do. After his master retires for the night, Mickey tries some of his boss's magic, trying to speed up his chores. He instead accidentally sends an army of brooms to flood the sorcerer Yen Sid's lair. This is probably tied with Steamboat Willie as the most famous of Mickey's work. The water animation is also spectacular and gave me the same magical energy as Pinocchio. The fourth segment is Rite of Spring by Igor Stavisky. This depicts the journey of the Earth's evolution from the Big Bang to the end of the dinosaurs. The animation was very advanced, and parts of it remind me of modern CGI animation. On the other hand, this segment felt very long, and I actually dozed off on the train while watching this. Following Rite of Spring, there's a brief intermission. Disney kindly cut this down from the original, since in 2020, you can pause whenever you need to go to the restroom, but since it's a two-hour movie, having an intermission seemed well-advised. After intermission, we jump into our fifth segment, called Meet the Soundtrack. Jazz music is played as the orchestra returns from intermission. Then a demonstration of how sound is shown on film is played. Lastly, we are introduced to what is known as a sound character. This character changes from a straight line to various shapes and colors based on whatever sound is playing. When writing my introduction, I didn't realize this was actually one of the segments. Oh well. We then move into the Pastoral Symphony by Ludwig van Beethoven. This animation stars a bunch of mythical Greek or Roman creatures such as centaurs, centaurettes, who knew you should be gendering your mythical animals, cupids, and fauns. The main focus is a celebration of Bacchus, the god of wine. Zeus also makes an appearance in the segment. I enjoyed all of the baby mythical creatures in this scene, especially the cupids, which reminded me of a lot of the art I saw when I was in Italy. The seventh segment is Dance of the Hours by Emilicare Ponicelli. This is a ballet in four parts, each representing a time of day. Except in this version of the ballet, all of the animals are jungle creatures. The segment opens with the ostriches in the morning, followed by hippos in the afternoon, elephants in the evening, and nighttime alligators, or maybe crocodiles, I'm not totally sure, before being taken back over by the ostriches at sunrise. I love this segment for its creativity and fun animation, but I'll speak more to that later. Our final segment is two compositions, one of which is Night on Bald Mountain by Modest Magorski, 
An Ave Maria by Franz Schubert. This is the most complex and darkest of the segments in Fantasia. The scene depicts a demon summoning evil spirits and restless souls to their graves on Bald Mountain beginning at midnight. At dawn, the sound of church bells fill the scene, and the music changes to Ave Maria. The spirits are driven back to earth and their graves. The final scene shows monks with torches walking through forest, ending in a ruined cathedral. So that's the whole movie. I know it's a lot to take in. It's a very long movie, but I thought I'd share my overall ranking of the segments with you. Starting with my least favorite at number eight is segment four, Rise of Spring by Igor Stavinsky. Following that is segment five, Meet the Soundtrack. Segment two, The Nutcracker Suite by Peter Illich Tchaikovsky is number six on my list. Number five on my list is segment one, Tecate and Fugue by Bach. Number four on my list is the final segment, Night on Bald Mountain by Modest Magorsky, followed by Ava Maria by Franz Schubert. Number three on my list is segment six, The Pastoral Symphony by Beethoven. Number two is the third segment, The Sorcerer's Apprentice by Paul Dukas. And my favorite segment of all is the second to last segment, Dances of the Hours by Amelcar Poncelli. So let's hop right into my overall impression. I have very mixed feelings about Fantasia. On one hand, the music and animation are absolutely beautiful, the interpretations are wildly creative, and some of the skits were delightful to watch. On the other hand, I did feel that some of the segments dragged, and much of the content didn't particularly interest me. For example, the animation of the Nutcracker Suite was spectacular, but it went on for 15 minutes and my interest wasn't held. Perhaps it's a curse of modern technology, where I close Instagram just to open it 30 seconds later, or maybe I enjoy the words to help a story progress, and this is merely a personal preference. I'm not sure, but I'd love to travel back and watch with people of the era who are not destroyed by cell phones and enjoy this with them. I definitely had segments I enjoyed over others, including Dance of the Hours and The Sorcerer's Apprentice, but all of the segments deserve recognition for their creativity thoughtfulness and innovation. There are three segments in particular I feel I should discuss a little bit more at length. One of these is Sorcerer's Apprentice. It's very silly and the animation aligns so beautifully with the score. If you're not willing to subject yourself to the two hours and three minutes of the film, I suggest pulling this up on YouTube and taking 15 minutes to appreciate the magic and mastery of all of it. Next is Dance of the Hours. After you watch Sorcerer's Apprentice, please find this in related videos. It's such a whimsical, happy, and creative piece of animation that I watched in full both times I watched the movie. Deems Taylor's introduction of this tells the whole story, but fails to mention that the dancers consist of a variety of jungle animals. This caught me off guard initially, but it was perfect surprise that I could imagine children enjoying. This segment really felt like a true Disney feature-length animation. Lastly is Night on Bald Mountain slash Ava Maria. This is so sinister, and I saw a lot of similarities between this and future Disney productions, like 1985's Black Cauldron and scenes from the Haunted Mansion attractions in the parks. The early years of Disney animated films were more outright dark than most of the more recent ones. Our modern films tend to be more subtly dark, with more sinister themes throughout, instead of being more jump-scary, as you could say. 
Additionally, this really helped to make the end of the segment featuring Ava Maria feel brighter and more hopeful. Fantasia is pretty rough to get through, and while many parts of the film are iconic and memorable pieces of Disney history, I have a feeling that this will live at the bottom of my ranking for many decades of movies to come. Now, let's look at some of my favorites from the movie. To no one's surprise, my favorite character were the ostriches in Dance of the Hours. If nothing else, the shape of them is wonderful. I also love that their feathers resemble tutus. Their dancing is breathtaking, and the whimsy of the entire segment is only enhanced by the ostriches. I'd also like to mention that I love their accessories like their bows, shoes, and chokers. The details on the ostriches made them feel like they could be part of a full feature-length film like Zootopia. My honorable mention for favorite character would have to be Sorcerer Mickey for being the most iconic Disney character of all time. Instead of a favorite scene today, we're going to have a favorite segment from the movie, which is, of course, Dance of the Hours. I've discussed this already, but this is hands down the best segment of the film. Not only does it feel the most inventive, the music is beautiful and felt the most like a true Disney animation. The others, while mostly all wonderful, didn't feel in line with the other films of the era. It's just such a fun segment that really made my heart flutter. The animals, the music, and scenery all work so well as a unit, and again, I highly, highly recommend finding it on YouTube. My honorable mention, of course, would have to be The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I want to warn you that my favorite piece of animation is a little bit weird and unexpected, but it has to be the souls visiting Satan on Night and Bald Mountain slash Ava Maria. This piece of animation is so cool for a lot of reasons. First of all, I'm so intrigued in how they animated this, since they really look like they're floating, they're a little bit blurry, and a little bit transparent. Second, they give me major Haunted Mansion vibes. Specifically, in Orlando, when you fall out of the window and the souls are flying out of the graveyard. Not only is the Haunted Mansion one of my all-time favorite attractions, the special effects, including this projection, are so cool within it. My honorable mention are the brooms marching in Sorcerer's Apprentice. I love how the animators brought them to life, and the attention to detail and the magnitude of the animation throughout make them very exciting. Lastly is my favorite song. This is a very difficult one, since the entire film is comprised of songs. That being said, the best song, in my opinion, is The Nutcracker Suite by Peter Alikic Trakowski. This scene is not only the most recognizable composition, the animation that follows only enhances the music. The animation is beautiful, of course, but it really works beautifully hand-in-hand -hand with the music and allows them to be cohesive instead of the music taking a backseat to the animation, which I felt happened pretty frequently in these stories. My honorable mention would have to be Takate and Fugue in D minor by Bach. This is such a cool piece that, again, is only enhanced by the accompanying animation. So let's move on to the segment that probably doesn't seem like it needs to be in this, but I promise as we move forward in time, this will become more and more relevant. Which is, does this stand up to the test of time? In this case, yes, it does. It's very well done, clean, and harmless. Lastly, let's take a look at the films I've watched so far and see where they rank. Still standing at number one is Pinocchio, followed by number two, Snow White, and three, our most recent movie, Fantasia. It really didn't impress me like the other two movies, and I feel like this will stay at the bottom of my list 
for many generations of Disney films to come. So that's Fantasia. Thank you so much for listening. A few notes before we go. First of all, you can follow me over on Instagram at Disney Plus Princess Podcast for some visual representation of everything we talked about here. Second, I've had some stickers made up. They arrived today and I'm really excited about them. If you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast and DM a screenshot on Instagram with your address, I'll mail one to you. If for nothing else, to thank you for listening to me talk at length about cartoon ostriches. I'd also love to hear your ranking of the movie so far. Another reason to DM me. I really just love talking about Disney and would love to talk to you about it. I truly appreciate and thank you for listening. Remember, all you need is faith, trust, and Disney+. Have a magical day. clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for Criticism and Commentary.